good. Just had an awesome conversation with Brooke Waters and Liz Kep. Yeah, uh, yeah, we uh, we met Brooke. Uh, she actually came to the very last service at River Church when we were moving yeah. out of our old space and into some new space, and uh, so got to meet her whole family. But she's yeah. also been helping us with uh, with our tacos administration, yes, uh, Facebook page, and some other things. And but she's got a great story, and she's got a great ministry. Uh, yeah, path, path to, to wholeness. wholeness. Yeah, dot org, and um, we got some exciting. Uh, info for our listeners uh, if they hang on through the podcast here she actually offers taco listeners a uh, a half off on uh, the event that they're hosting here pretty soon which is going to be yes. down in florida sorry ladies only on this event yeah. but uh, it's a wholeness retreat november 6th through november 9th and you can learn about it at path uh, path to wholeness.org but we talk about that. We talk about, uh, we start off, you know, um, they have a ministry, uh, her and Liz, Brooke and Liz. And uh, it started uh, in, with Sozo, but of course, Brooke is a counselor, has s- several degrees. And so we talk Sozo. We talk about healing and wholeness and, and, uh, and then dive into their personal stories. Um, they both have uh, experienced trauma, specifically church hurt. We talk about that a little bit. And the yeah. healing journey that we're all on, eh? It was, it was a yeah. good conversation. It's a great conversation, and I'm excited about, you know, these two and the, the ministry they're involved in. And, of course, they're they're rethinking God. And, yeah, yeah. And so we can always gather around that and, and find out how another person's story helps us shape a new view of God because of their experience yeah. uh, with healing of the Holy Spirit and, and yeah. Jesus as perfect theology and all those things. When it's wrapped up in someone else's life, we get a view that we didn't have before. And that's always yeah. exciting for me. Yeah, that's that's a good way to describe this conversation. It was a, an, a, a fresh perspective on Jesus's perfect theology, on the goodness of God, on really, you know, I said it at the end, um, what a joy to be on a repenting journey, to be continually right. discovering how good he is and how he sees us truly for who we truly are. And so, yeah, lots of life in this conversation. I think that the conference is going to be killer. Again, it's just for women. So, but uh, uh, November 6 through 9, we endorse it. We say yes to it. We're excited yeah, about we what they're it. doing. It's down in Florida. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and once again, Listen, listen for the code because there's a half off for uh, for tacos That's right. listeners. That's right. <laughs> Stick to the end. There's a. We could probably say it now. I think if you type in tacos, <laughs> there's it's a discount. Probably going to be the word taco. Yeah, it might it might have something to do with our. Yeah. So stick around for that. Um, you're going to really really love this conversation. Uh, what we had with Brooke and Liz. I normally like to have, uh, I like to hit record right at the beginning because all of those hellos and stuff, sometimes there's some fun stuff there, but but I always feel like the, the guest might be a little bit, uh, they want a heads up, so right. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're recording, we're recording, and this is good, this is good, this is good that we got you guys. Um, I am excited, uh, let's start, you guys ready? Yeah, yes. let's do it. All right. 
uh, Derek, excited to have Brooke, who we have gotten to know over the last years. Brooke, uh, over the last year, and especially over the last six months, Brooke Waters, mm-hmm. who uh, is um, amazing, dropped through here uh, on the last day of uh, River Church in the uh, in the older building. And so yeah. we got to meet you, Brooke, and your family. Uh, and have uh, really been building an incredible relationship. Lots of mutual friends, the Plunes yeah. and others. Uh, and then Liz, uh, it's good to meet you, Liz Kep, which yes. I—it's uh, not spelled K-E-P, K-O-E-P-P. <laughs> what is that, Liz? What's the what's your last name? It's German. German. Yeah. Okay. I blame my husband. It's all his fault. <laughs> okay. Well, I got some German in me. Hutchins. I got Hutchins. My mom's side. So. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, we're delighted to have you guys on. And, uh, and Brooke, let me just give you a public shout out for being there on the very last Sunday of River Church in our old building, because you guys were super helpful in stacking chairs and get, getting all the yeah. stuff out of the building. Yeah. Um, we needed we needed your uh, your chair stacking anointing. So yeah. <laughs> thank you for great. that. Yeah. All hands no on deck. Yeah, and you guys came through in an RV, which was fun. Like, I mean, whenever I've tried to describe you, I'm like, well, it was the family that came through with the RV. And, and of course, we went out and had, uh, which is, you, you did a great job um, uh, uh, keeping us up Instagram, uh, through Instagram on the trip. But we went out and had tacos afterwards. Yeah, so, we did. So we've already done some rethinking God with tacos face to face. Yes. And we finally get to do it uh, on this call. You guys have a ministry, um, and I know you're a counselor, but is it fair to call it a ministry, too? I know that's... Oh, uh, absolutely. It's a path to wholeness, mm-hmm. and I know you have uh, some degrees, And uh, but share a little bit. Uh, I want you to talk, talk about path to wholeness. We'll get there, but share a little bit about yourself, guys, and maybe how you've connected, uh, and uh, just let us, our audience know who you are. Okay. Um, well... We'll start with, <laughs> I don't know how we met each other, honestly. We can't remember. We, can't we were remember. trying to figure it out the other night, and we don't remember when exactly we met or how. Yeah. Okay. But we do have some <laughs> moments in our friendship that we remember very strongly. Um, you can... I remember early on standing in Brooke's kitchen of her old house and <laughs> telling her, which is not very like me, being so direct <laughs> at that time telling her like we're never going to be friends <laughs> i what's funny is i don't i don't even recall it you i'm like you're unfazed. that's that's the perfect opening opening to a sitcom about friends sure <laughs> she's you know honestly she that's, she... that's pretty awesome that that becomes a challenge to me at that point <laughs> okay game on here we go i'm gonna be your best friend watch out uh-huh. i'm sure that was probably what happened inside me like i'm not registering what you just said i don't know this doesn't make sense your face you were like oh really interesting i, was like, no. I love no, that about you Brooke. No. yeah who would not love me right that's that's the disposition like if you really knew me you would love me so much it's, it's <laughs> right, right. That's, that's called a healthy eight right is that a healthy eight on the enneagram that would absolutely yeah, that's my son <laughs> that's that's funny there's an um another time that stands out is um the church we were at at the time i'm standing in the kitchen and there's this book that just came out that I was excited about doing and reading. It was called The Search of Significance. I don't know if you've heard of it. But um, 
I she was walking past down the hall, and I was like, "Hey, Liz, um, do you want to read this book together, and we could talk about it?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> Which, <laughs> if you knew her at all, first of all, the fact that she said no to begin with was a huge step because at that time in her life, she wasn't able to do that no. very well. And then to be so direct and not have to give any justification for it was even. Right. I, yeah, and I just remember looking at her and being like, okay. And now, whether or not that was before or after we talked about being friends, I don't know. I think it was after. <laughs> so but you were just sticking as, with it. I guess. <laughs> Apparently she was. She seemed pretty hardcore about it. But, um, but as far as what led to us today and Path to Wholeness, I went out to uh, Bethel in 2016 and did an internship out there with their Sozo ministry. And um, that was great. That was life-changing for me. I don't, I'm not sure. Um, are you familiar with Sozo? I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, yep. Just real quick, it's an inner healing um, deliverance ministry aimed at getting to the root of the lies that we believe in our wounding and God giving us his truth in place of those lies. And so this was the first time I went out there. I have never even had one. I'm a counselor, I'm a crisis counselor and I'm an addictions and recovery counselor. So at that season of my life, I was looking for something to find tool wise that would help spiritually for people. Cause I yeah. had some other things underneath my belt and I came across those. Oh, went out there and didn't even know what it was about. Didn't even have one had one when I was there and literally changed the trajectory of my life. And wow. when I came, I know it was, it was very powerful. When I came back, <laughs> I, was it when you came back or maybe it was before I left. I think it was either before way you left. <laughs> Cause we were standing in the hallway at church and she was like, Oh my gosh, I have to tell you about this thing I'm going to do. And she starts telling me, and I start literally jumping up and down and screaming at her. No, I wanted to do that. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted yeah, to know in a good time. way. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because, and and yeah. to be fair, like at that time it, it felt like, well, I wouldn't be allowed to do that. You know? So I was like, I wanted to do that too. And she's like, we can both do it. Yeah. And so when I right. got back, right. When I got back, that's kind of how it all started was from, and we just slowly built up path to wholeness through that. First, it was just Sozo's. She had never had a Sozo. Didn't even know what one was. Didn't even know what it looked like. Well, I saw it in Danny's book. In Danny's book. Okay. So, so Danny still. So you knew that part. Yep. Okay. Well, I sat down to have a session and I told her I needed her to sit in on it. <laughs> I was like, I just need you to sit in and write down all the good stuff. I go, what's the good stuff? Right. She's like, you'll know. I'm like, how? She's like, so the whole session, she's like, write that down. I'm like, oh. I'm writing it. And after the session, she goes, okay, do you have questions? I'm like, uh, what just happened? Right. I don't know what just happened. And she's like, did you see the tools? I'm like, there were tools? <laughs> I had no idea love what the context of what I was doing was, but I loved it. Yeah. It was great. It was. It was a lot of fun. and Transformational. It's absolutely yeah. transformational for folks. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And so yeah. we probably have done, I want to say we're about close to at least entering the thousands. If we haven't gotten to a thousand yet, we're right there. And yeah, um, yeah. 
and everyone who's come through has received some freedom, freedom some lasting freedom. And so, uh, Path to Wholeness, me, go ahead, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Tell me what I Path to Wholeness is. I was just going to say, going. Path to Wholeness itself started out as a Sozo ministry, but we've added on classes um, where people can do learn boundaries, and um, we've done workshops on how to hear from God, mm-hmm. and um, really, thought process is a big deal for me, and helping people gain awareness in their thought process. And so in coaching or counseling sessions, I really focus on that because once we can become aware of where we're at in our thought process, then we can learn to respond versus react. And that's That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's so so it was started as a social ministry, but I'm I'm guessing that you've taken your uh, counseling degree and, and, and what you've learned there and found because you've got coaching, counseling, emotionally healthy discipleship, cognitive therapy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but I could learn more on that. <laughs> uh, but ob- obviously substance abuse uh, uh, all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, w- you know, Derek and I, we love doing this podcast. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're rethinking. And mm-hmm. you and I have had this conversation about what we believe about the nature of God is is... Uh, next to what we believe about ourselves, the most important thing. And if you get Mm -hmm. that right, then you can get the other right. And there's where transformation is. I love having conversations. I think we both do with counselor uh, or therapists, folks that that are thinking in that way because um, they want to get the theology right. Mostly they want to see transformation. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes they're willing to, you know, to lean into certain aspects of, of, um, uh, some practical things that maybe aren't under the Christian. I know Sozo is very much under the, under our faith banner, but but um, to ultimately help people see freedom, um, you guys. I know that's what you do, I, and I know enough about Bethel to know how Sozo. This is. I did one Sozo when I went out to Bethel. I think I told you, Brooke. I did it. I think I did it wrong, which is a joke. I don't know that you can do it wrong. But, <laughs> you can't do it wrong. <laughs> but I, I, my joke is, is that I think I Sozoed the Sozo guy. Uh, by the time it was done, because it was I a reverse Sozo, I did a reverse Jedi Sozo. Sozo. I think he was really Jedi. encouraged when it was over. Um, but my my point being uh, that it starts with this. I know that Sozo has to start with this. God is good. He's in a good mood. He Absolutely. looks like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and because otherwise it's not safe. I know in Sozo you go back to those tra- traumatic experiences and you bring Holy Spirit with you. You say, "Where was Father when this happened? Where was right?" Or that's some of how you do yeah. Sozo. But you, mm-hmm. That only works if we start with he's Jesus is what God looks like and he's in a good mood, right? Because now mm-hmm. we're now he's safe to actually go into those. Share a little bit about what you've learned uh, in that in light of because those are rethinking things. I know that, that you've been on. Uh, you know, this is rethinking God with tacos where we have a better thought about them today than we did yesterday. So absolutely. Hey, and Jason, yeah. let me just let me interject real quick um, for our listeners who may not know what the word sozo means. Yeah, sozo is a Greek word that basically means salvation, wholeness, healing in every area. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, and yeah, you're, you're definitely hitting the nail on the head in terms of, uh, the effectiveness of going back and Mm -hmm. rethinking, but you're, this is a very practical way of helping people rethink, um, something about their past where they believed a lie. And now we're going to inject the truth into that. 
I mean, that's what this podcast is all about. But I think a lot of people feel alone in it. I think one of the Mm -hmm. benefits of your ministry, your guys's ministry is that, you know, you're helping guide people in this. And, and a lot of times, you know, you feel like maybe you're out in the wilderness searching through podcasts to try and get information and Googling stuff. Uh, It's good to know that there's a safe place you can go to navigate these, these kind of things. So yeah, tell someone what they could expect when they encounter uh, a Sozo and then from there, what, you know, what you're working on right now to uh, yeah. gather people together. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what can they expect when they come in for a Sozo? Um, they're going to expect to meet Jesus, Father God, and Holy Spirit in a really transformational way, like maybe they haven't encountered before. If they walked in, and and honestly, most people do, um, you know, with whatever their dad was like, their earthly dad, or their mom, or their siblings, or their friends, that's going to shape how they see the Trinity. Mm-hmm. So they're walking in with some wounds and some lies and if you're a human on the planet you have wounds and you have lies because that's just the human experience um they're gonna meet a transformational trinity who's gonna encounter them in a really loving powerful way Mm -hmm. and love them hard they're gonna get loved hard yeah yeah Yeah. it's it would you describe it as guiding people (laughs) guiding people into an encounter i mean um what i describe it it as guiding honestly i think this is where part of my how to hear from god workshop comes from is because we as humans make it more difficult than it really is we ask god a question he answers us immediately but either we recognize and this is part of thought process and self-awareness for me it's like either we hear it or we don't And then we try to go find something that makes sense to us. So if we did hear something, we're like, I don't know what that means. And instead of asking him, what does that mean? We go to try to find something that makes sense to us. And then we can't find anything that we like to answer the question. And then we say, God didn't speak to us. When really all it is, is like, you ask the Lord a question, you ask the spirit, you know, Holy Spirit a question, and then you get the answer. And if it doesn't make sense or there's a picture that you get any of it or you don't like it or you don't like it, (laughs) it really is a couple of two things. And it's very simple. If you're not sure about it, because it's not the loving character voice of God and pushing you to him. Right. If it's if it's pushing you away from him, it's just not the Lord. But if it's pushing you to him and you're not sure, God, is that your voice? Jesus, is that you? I mean, it really is simple. And then Holy Spirit, are you, is that you? But then whenever we get the answer, it's like, okay, what does that mean? What does that look like? What, what do you want me to know about that? And so I think a lot of people just don't know how to do that. Just don't know how to ask those questions because we were just talking about this today. It wasn't modeled in your family. Like if you ask questions, it was either to find your agreement in it. Or um, it was to demand your agreement in it, you know, or like families would see question asking as pushing against authority, you know, all these negative things that can happen from asking questions when really, I don't know the answer. How am I supposed to find out if I can't ask questions? And so I think asking questions can definitely lead to, I don't know, something negative quick. (laughs) 
we're we're professional question askers too. You know, that's what, that's what we were built for. It. I I to me the uh, the language of encounter. Um, well, I I agree that it's so easy to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think when it becomes difficult is when you have a flaw on on your lens regarding what he's like. Absolutely. Um, that's that'll definitely cut you off. My conversation with my kids and I and I've shared this a few times on the podcast, but maybe not in this context is, you know, I, I wanted my kids to have an encounter uh, with with all of the uh, names of God, uh, not just know the uh, the definitions. And, mm-hmm. and so I would tell my kids, um, but but everything about God is foundationally and that God is love. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell my kids, it's as easy to hear God as it is to, as it is to sense love. And so if you mm-hmm. feel love for mom and dad, that is literally God speaking to you. That's the language he speaks in. And, and if you feel love for your sibling, it's definitely God speaking to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's, like, but, I, but I would say over and over, you need to recognize where love is because that is God. He's speaking. Mm-hmm. And it is so easy to hear him. And he's so good and he's always speaking that over you that it becomes this thing where it isn't rocket science. Like I didn't want it to be a complicated thing for my kids. It's not a complicated thing for me. He's, I keep learning new dialects. I keep finding Mm -hmm. that he's got uh, new, broader language, you know. Uh, I've had, I was just having this conversation with um, my wife, the epiphany and hindsight of looking at how God continues to change, how he speaks to us. But lately in the last few years, I can't ask him a direct question because he won't answer that. Um, he'll just throw it back at me. What are your thoughts on it? So I have to get his, I'm like, well, how do you feel about this? That's, I'm, I'm mm. figuring out, you know, these languages, these maturing and love languages where he's mm-hmm. like, otherwise he'll just say, it sounds like that could be fun, Jason. I'm like, well, I was looking for a yes or no, but okay. Right. <laughs> but I think there's you, an ease, the logic of love. That's what I'm speaking to. Go ahead, Derek. I saw that you. Yeah, I just, well, I think it's important to um, just address the fact that children are great question askers. Yeah. Yes. And yes. at yes. some point they probably lose that because it's mm-hmm. not safe to ask questions. And I think exactly. our our church culture has modeled that uh, with the sin of certainty that pastors and leaders have to be certain about everything. And so we have an answer for everything as opposed to and saying, Hey, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's discover that together. Let's explore yeah. that together. Yeah. Actually, we're doing a series right now at, at river church called like a child. And it's all about yeah, going through the, the parables of Jesus, Karen, uh, Jason's wife is actually the one that is now steering the sermon <laughs> Uh, schedule at River Church for this particular series, but we're doing yeah. it across all our age groups, and we're going through the parables of Jesus. But the the concept of being coming like a child that actually comes from Jesus. In fact, He said, mm-hmm. "You will not inherit the kingdom unless you become like a child." And so, I think that's a big part of even what this podcast is about. And sounds like what you guys are engaged in is mm-hmm. creating these safe spaces to explore together. And ask the questions and and then be be attuned to the voice of love like Jason's talking about um, the older I get the more I recognize that I need to go back to that childlike yeah. awe and question and just like what you know what's up how's this what's that I mean 
and then let the let the spirit begin to just guide me into the kind of truths that point to a more loving father and obviously jesus becomes our standard of what it looks like to be human mm -hmm. but you know people get ridiculous with that uh where, where you know i remember the whole what would jesus do campaign and it was cool. I think that's a great question. What would Jesus do? Yeah. But trying to get a first century context in our, our modernity is a little ridiculous. And I remember reading the New York Times article, like, well, what would Jesus drive? And I think, okay, we've gotten ridiculous with this. Here on tacos, we would ask, which taco would Jesus eat? Which taco would right. he eat? I'm sure Obviously it would have fish. Sodas. It would have fish Carnate in it. Some kind of Mediterranean taco. El Pastor, yes. But that's where, that's where something shifted in me, and that's where I began to realize, okay, Jesus always did what the Father did. He always mm -hmm. said what the Father said. He was so in tune and one. His oneness with the Father was the representation of the Father. Well, God is love. So Jesus always did love and said love and enacted love. He was moved by compassion. So what would love do kind of becomes the new question if we're going yeah. to embrace the truth of what this journey looks like. So how do you help people um, navigate in, into that, especially those that have had past trauma, you mm -hmm. know, and church trauma or yeah. sexual trauma. And let's, let's talk about how you would help someone break through into that new language. Yeah, that's good. You want to say anything? Go for it. Okay. Um, the sexual trauma or anything that really goes against the person's spirit, any abuse of any form, I guess, is what we'll just deal with all of it. Because it's not just sexual, but like spiritual abuse. And if it's anything that violates the person's spirit, it, that is a, you're not, first of all, you're not stuck there. And there's hope and it will not always be that way. And I know every person I've worked with in that situation has always felt like nothing will ever change. This is, I'm just this broken, it can't be fixed, all of this, but that's not true. God um, and his just tenderness in it comes in and just will meet, meet people exactly where they're at and will, they know, he knows what they need. So one person might need something very different than another person. And if, their love language was phys is physical touch or word, you know, whatever the love language is. And if the abuse was against that love language, it actually just even multiplies the harm. And I don't know how to explain that. It's not like I'm judging someone's trauma over someone else's, but there's, right. it's just, it just gets multiplied in some way to the point where if your words of affirmation and you've had like verbal abuse your whole life, like, I don't know God coming in and speaking to someone right away. I haven't seen him do that. He would literally approach in a different way, whether, cause he, he addresses all of our senses, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. um, I, I have seen in sessions really where God just shows visual pictures to them and doesn't even say anything. And until they become safe, until they feel like they can ask that question, yeah. are you safe? And of course, yeah. the answer is yes, every time. And so yeah. once that safety gets established, then uh, being able to experience his love. I mean, it's just, it's so powerful. Yeah. 
and all the times that I've seen it happen. And when anyone's operating in an orphan heart where they've got an unloving spirit or an unloving mindset in a way that they can't receive and give love and they just don't want to receive any love, that that's another interesting, and I kind of can tie that into a lot of abuse because people just don't feel like they deserve love. Otherwise, why would this be happening to me? Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, that's hard. It's hard, but, um, I, every person I've worked with in this area by their moments, each moments of encountering the Trinity and then the father in a safe way at the end of whether it's been six weeks, a couple weeks or longer, um, they, they've definitely transformed and they feel love and they know the father and they know that they're safe with him. And I think I answered your question. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just no, was talking real. Thank and... you. That's <laughs> uh, good. Thank you. Um, and of course, you know, uh, the perfected love of God melts fear out of people's hearts. Absolutely. And, and, and I think it, it also in that melting of fear, there's a mending process mm-hmm. that takes place where, um, I know in my own story, you know, I had to, I had to do a lot of work to, for forgiveness and some other areas. And even just the, you know, the recognition of where was God at that moment, Jesus, where were you yes. at that moment? Mm-hmm. And to reframe even the memory, which, you, you know, in trauma, you can pull that memory up in a heartbeat. It's, it's etched in there. Mm-hmm. It is locked in there, but the rewriting of the story is what begins to bring healing and wholeness. At least that was my experience. Yes. And, uh, and that's my desire for people, you know, uh, cause everybody has a story of mm-hmm. brokenness and harm. And like you said, Brooke, it's not, it's not a, a comparison, you know, yeah. pe- pe- people can, uh, experience trauma and micro trauma, but it, it's, it's as real to them as, the death or loss of a spouse and a child or, mm-hmm. you know, sexual abuse, go to the extreme. It's somewhat relative in a lot of across humanity. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the beauty is, is that this is a big part of what rethinking God is all about is, this, is mm-hmm. you have, you have a view of the father or a view of, of Jesus that is um, perpetuating and keeping you stuck in a moment as opposed to mm-hmm. breaking free and allowing your story to now help serve and, and shape others lives as well. Uh, Cause it's never not going to be a part of your story. Right. Right. But I, um, you're also going to change how you're telling it. That's what changes. Right. Yes. It yeah. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. The reframing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's, it's, um, ahead. I'm going to have you share the, what being good. So for me, um, like I've always, I've always had, I, I came to know Jesus at a super young age. I had radical encounters with him, encountered Holy spirit at the age of six in the kitchen with my mom. It was, it was, it was everything about the charismatic eighties right there going on in our kitchen. It was, and it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. And I went to school the next day and prayed for everybody on the playground to experience what I did. <laughs> my mom got a lot of phone calls that night from parents that didn't really super love that. 
but I didn't know. I thought everybody wants this, right? Because this is amazing. So I've known yeah. and and had really powerful encounters with the Trinity my whole life, and <laughs> and still like really and it didn't. I don't think I saw it at, at all that I had a punishment mindset. I thought that God was a punishing God and about seven years ago. And we had, we have, um, we worked at a church in ministry for about 10 years and about seven years ago had a really, um, traumatic experience with them. And <clears throat> they really threw us like trash to the curb. And mm. in that it was so traumatic to me because these people were not only supposed to be my pastors, they were my best friends. I thought we were family. Right. And so there was a lot wrapped up in that for me. Yeah. And it felt to me at the time, like being shoved into a dark room that's so black. If you've ever been in a really black room where you're so disorientated that you don't know where the floor and the ceiling are, like you just have no idea. It was that right. disorientating to me. And I remember saying out loud, I know God's going to be good for them. I know he will in this, but I don't know that he's going to be good for us, my husband and I, because we must have failed mm -hmm. that if we deserve to be punished like this. Mm -hmm. And it was so mm -hmm. just like, it, it, no. it really was death to a lot of yes. things in a, in a lot of ways. And it's, but some of that really was good death and it never feels like that. I, I just want to party. If I'm being honest, I just, I, I, I want all the fun ever. I wanted to be an Enneagram 7. I got mad that I wasn't when I took the test. I was sure my soul that I would be not. I'm a 4. <laughs> but okay. I really, okay. like, value fun a lot. And so I'm all about, like, yes, Jesus, the party and the like. But I don't really love so much that death, resurrection, and burial part. That's a little, I don't know. But in that, things died, right? And the things that died was seeing that he was a punishing God. And he, like, through that was like, I they weren't going to tell us anything that was happening about the situation. Um, Jesus was like, I told you. Mm -hmm. I told you what was happening because I was providing for you in it. And, and not only did he, he's the one that told me about what was happening, but he provided that friends would be there in that moment when I found out so that I wouldn't be alone because I would have isolated myself in it because mm -hmm. I thought if I'm a good Christian, then I don't talk about it. I can't say anything about it. I have to be honoring. Right. Um, but I didn't really understand honor like I understand it now. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what I thought was a lot of not good things wrapped up in that. And he was like, showing me the whole way along. He's like, I promoted you. My husband got a better job. My husband got a better promotion. We got the things that God, he was like, I took you out because I love you so much. Mm -hmm. I couldn't leave you there anymore. It was just bad for you. It was bad for your soul. It was bad for your spirit. It was mm -hmm. bad for your marriage. It was bad for your kids. It was not okay. And so yeah. I got you out because I love you. And everything in that shifted from me thinking, I failed. I deserve to be punished to like, whoa. And I've been doing so-so for a few years already, mm -hmm. but I didn't see this like really huge thing of I'm viewing God through this lens of punishment. Yeah. yeah. And everything yeah. changed after that. Everything changed. <laughs> He's did, good uh, like that. Did, yeah. Did Danny Silk's yeah. book on punishable come along around that time? Or was that one <laughs> of the, that would have been, really been really nice. <laughs> it came along later. <laughs> Which helps, I think, because like as I go along, I'm like, oh, you're showing a little spotlight right now, a little flashlight on this is still an area where maybe I'm not really seeing your goodness, right? I've seen it in this area, in this area, in this area, but oh, over here, I'm still 
not maybe all the way connecting, but I've seen you a little bit punishing in that way. <laughs> Man, uh, Derek, um, I love doing this with you. Love uh, what God is doing uh, in and through our lives, the connection, the reconnection over these last years. Uh, what uh, the, the favor in life on on Rethinking God with Tacos, whether it's the Facebook group uh, or the Zoom calls and the, the ones we have in the future, just uh, life-giving. And a, a fulfillment of the vision that I had nine years ago when we stepped away from pastoring full-time to start a Family Story Ministries. A Family Story Ministries was meant to create content catalytic for an encounter with the love of God. I mean, it was that simple. And, and, uh, and it was very empowering for me to then lean into writing, lean into obviously uh, speaking and teaching, uh, and, and led to the start of this podcast almost five years ago. A Family Story is a nonprofit, and it's, um, it's been uh, the home for, for me for nine years as we've leaned in. And, so and I remember you saying... Uh, coming out of COVID that, hey, guys, we started a podcast. And you you and Sarah were one of our earliest guests. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and it definitely is content that is catalytic for an encounter with the love of God. Uh, we've yeah. experienced that by joining forces together. Yep. Uh, but I want, I want all of our listeners to know that this is a listener-funded podcast. And uh, Rethinking God with Tacos has kind of taken on a life of its own in the umbrella of a family story but a family story is your livelihood jason um, <laughs> i i get a salary from the church that i pastor and uh I, I donate my time and volunteer my time to do this but i want everybody to know that uh you can give to make rethinking god with tacos available to as many people as we can possibly make it available to if it, if this podcast has in any way uh, blessed you helped shape your rethinking journey and been a safe place to experience community on the facebook page then i, I invite you to uh to give not out of compulsion or arm twisting no. but out of uh, out of joy and yeah. generosity uh, give into a family story and you can do it at a family there's a giving function on there and, and we invite you into partnership with us. It's a way that we can partner together to establish the kingdom of God through this podcast. Uh, and I love doing it with you, Jason. I really do. Yeah, yeah same here, man. Thank you. So grateful uh, for those who have given and who, who bless us and, and have prayed for us and partnered with us over the years. So love it. Love doing this with you. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you all soon. I think one of the things that just strikes me about your story, thanks for sharing that, by the way. I really appreciate it. Um, and I think a lot of people have similar stories and then they begin to mm -hmm. question themselves. What did I do wrong? How was I a part of the problem? And uh, which is actually, I mean, it's kind of a good trait, I think, to look internally first and say, hey, well, let's, let's show a little humility, humility here. Um, but I think I think the enemy just uses that a lot of times to grind into you that, you know, especially when it's dealing with church leadership, um, mm -hmm. you know, which is to be, quote, revered and not questioned. And, you know, that was me. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I personally the, the scripture that came to mind when you were mentioning that story was just uh, in 
Mark 9, when it says, on the other hand, if you give one of these simple childlike believers a hard time bullying or taking advantage of their simple trust, you'll soon wish you hadn't. You'd be better off dropped in the middle of a lake with a millstone around your neck. <laughs> so I, 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 I call that millstone ministry when you're, you know, when you're bullying um, childlike mm -hmm. believers because they have questions that maybe you don't have answers for. And yeah, instead of going on the journey together and walking in the grace and love of Christ, you know, we, we tend to push, push those people to the curb, like exactly like you said. And, um, uh, there's healing, you know, but, uh, I, I honestly, at this point in my life and I'm a pastor, I've been pastoring for 20 years is just literally run away, get away from there. You have, you have no reason to stick around, try to fix things, try to make it better from the inside. Oh, you know, I have a voice here and whatnot. And, and like you said, a lot of times I think rejection is protection that it, it's almost God didn't cause that to happen. And yet in it, he's going to bring you to a place of wholeness and goodness. Um, and he'll be with you the whole time in that, in that process. You're not, you're not mm -hmm. alone. And then of course other people show up in your life that are necessary. That I mean, that's, that's a beautiful story that I think a lot of our listeners need to be reminded of if they're in the middle of that right now, that mm -hmm. you are, you're safe in the hands of the father and loving through this process and just begin to it, it, but it, here's the thing. It's hard to reach out and be vulnerable when you've been hurt so bad. And yet that's kind of a part of the Exodus plan that is necessary for you to come into the newness of, of what God has for you. Sorry. I'm just, I'm now I'm just, no, it's good. No, that's good. It's <laughs> good. I, I, um, and I love that, that insight Derek, cause it's, um, yeah, I, I love the 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 practical. Hey, this is how we how you can navigate this, and then my mind starts whirling and course into well, how did we get here in the first place? Yeah, and mm -hmm. and I and I I start thinking, you know, if you have a if you have a punishing lens on God, which is penal substitutionary atonement, it is the it is the predominant lens within uh, Western evangelism evangelicalism. It's uh, this idea that. Um, you know, that Jesus had to pay for our sins and he had to be punished instead of us. Uh, well, if you, if you, if you believe that about God as a leader, then, then you participate in it's it, what we believe about the nature of God it, it empowers us to op operate in that context. And so uh, you almost feel justified in that type of leadership. And if you live under that and you believe that under the leadership, then you start to believe that you deserve to be punished. Right. And you start thinking in the context uh, of that paradigm. And that's where we've seen so much abuse and so much trauma mm -hmm. within the church because of this, excuse my French, BS uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, idea about the nature of God and what took case, place at the cross. Right. And, and so for me, what I'm excited about seeing in these, if there's a rethinking that's happening, it's, it's the idea that at the cross, there wasn't a, a, a substitutionary atonement taking place. There was a God in Christ reconciling the world. There was no separation at the cross. The father mm -hmm. wasn't looking away. The father was right there. The triune God was right there uh, and, and was reconciling the world to himself, not counting our sins against us. And what does it look like when you start to rethink God that way, you start to uh, rediscover 
Uh, and, and I'll say this. I, there's a lyric I wrote in a song years ago. This is a place only dead men can go. And it sounds horrible, but there are places he invites us into where he's actually inviting us to die to a particular paradigm or way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and he invites us into places only dead men can go so that we experience resurrection life. That is the whole point of take up your cross and follow me. And so I'm excited about what I see God doing. Uh, I know, Brooke, that you've navigated some of this journey. I, I've mm-hmm. navigated this journey. I, I think we've all tasted this penal substitutionary punishing God yeah. approach uh, to who he is. But there's an awakening uh, taking place where we begin to see no separation in the nature of God, no separation at the cross. And, and, uh, and, and boy, the life and liberty uh, and freedom uh, I, I, to me, when, when I'm experiencing sozo, salvation and body, mind, spirit, and every aspect of who I am, it's when I'm awakening to Christ within me, my union, I'm realizing that this love, this measureless love, um, now I'm on a preach, I'll, I'll, I'll move into, how do you see this shift in thinking? Because, you know, Danny Silk started with Unpunishable. I so am yeah. thankful. And he did it practically uh, teaching parents. And it's so loving duh. kids on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Loving kids on purpose. I yeah. used mm-hmm. that to introduce this idea to a Methodist church that wanted, wanted nothing to do with charismatics, but we're, we're really easy, easy to embrace that. It's that we don't punish our kids, that, that, right. that, that we don't control them in that manner. And we're able to grasp it. But, but where do you see this changing in your ministry, changing in your life? You've guys are, you guys are hosting a retreat coming up here yeah. in November. And mm-hmm. I know that you're leaning into this, this place of union and wholeness. Where do you see that's changed and impacted your own lives? Uh, that's a good question. I think or, when I, yeah, or when feel I went free to back, say anything that, <laughs> <laughs> or anything else, feel free to say anything <laughs> else. Any, just whatever, <laughs> say whatever. Um, yeah. I, what I've noticed, um, I went back and reread cause we took a sabbatical year with path to wholeness. And I went back and reread a lot of what I had written in there and just even changing a couple words, like just like you were made whole, not you're going to be made whole, you know? And the only difference is whether or not we're connected to the father and seeing it, or we're not connected to the father and seeing it. So it's, the approach is still the same. It's just the verbiage was just a little bit different because the verbiage came from a place of lack versus a, a place yeah. of fulfillment that's already yeah. there and everything. Cause yeah. he says he made us and we were very good and he yes. doesn't lie. So I don't know, <laughs> I yes. don't know what happened, <laughs> you know? So I've even noticed that in our own family at home with my kids, I come because we've been staying here with them for the last few weeks. I came into the kitchen one day and one of my kids um, was talking to one of her kids. I didn't even know they kind of just had their own issues and had, I didn't know there was something before all this, but all I heard was, I'm sorry, I didn't choose to connect with you and that I chose to disconnect and I hurt you in that. And I was like, What's happening? We're doing something right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That, 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 that was my little moment that I needed just to keep me going through the rest of the year. Right. But wow. I know that they're hearing from God too in this and they're, they're connecting yeah. with 
the father as well enough to be able to go, hey, I'm sorry I chose to disconnect from you. And I'm just like, wow. Because I haven't even, even used those words with my kids yet. Like that simple phrase. I haven't even said that to them. But right. there's been an impact that they're noticing in that. And so, um, yes, the the stuff that I went through a year or so ago was horrible. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. And it was devastating. But our marriage and our family life, because God rescued us out of something that was just so toxic that I couldn't even operate in the way that God created me. And I knew that in the midst of it, but I always felt like I was the problem and I was told I was the problem. Yeah. And I'm sorry. so there was this paradigm for me where, okay, God, I know it was never, my issue has never been with the Trinity. Actually, my whole life it's been with humanity and it's been with people misrepresenting the father, son, and Holy spirit, because I know my experience and my connection with them wasn't lining up with what I was yeah. hearing or even being taught. And so that was where I, I struggled with how do I reconcile these two, but I never made it about God being off. Right. I just knew right. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to, so that's been an interesting journey my whole life. But, um, just through that process of what happened in the last year, God has just, displayed his character and his goodness full force, mm -hmm. like full send a hundred percent and really like, no, you know, me, you have always known me. And, um, you, you've just like, yeah, it just, I questioned myself a lot and I doubted myself a yeah. lot. And so part of my healing has been through God reminding me that, um, not to shut down my discernment, not to shut down the things that I had shut down because people told me yeah. I was wrong in it. Um, so I think that, I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> I feel like I digressed a little it, bit. No, it does. And I, I, um, I think there's so many folks that would resonate with the journey you guys have been on. It's, I have the same thing. I, I knew he was good. I mean, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, Liz, I mean, same thing. Got saved at five. Grew up in a loving home. Had encounters. Uh, you know, I, I had teaching that would constantly um, undermine, and I'd have mm -hmm. to wrestle with. But I also had good teaching. I, I I know that there's no. All of us could look back over our lives and be so thankful for the journey. So thankful for the moment and yes. in time where I was under that teaching, and there were and 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 be you know realized. Um, realize the transformative you know my wife and i described when we got i i say kicked out whatever it was time to leave um and mm -hmm. it was made clear to us it was time to leave uh several years ago um my wife made a statement at the time and we experienced so much life there and it was good and transformative mm -hmm. for our kids and then she said you know we some things shifted and we were starting to get small so we could stay we almost had to get small. To, uh, there were some expansive things happening in our hearts, and to stay would have had to. We would have had to. We would have had, and that's not a knock or a comparison because I'm not doing measurements. That's we're mm -hmm. all on a journey. But in our season, it was time, and 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 we've experienced the same thing. These conversations that we get to have with you guys, and um, it's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, this 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 repenting journey, eh? 
uh, <laughs> rediscovering who he is. It's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the conversation that Sarah and I have around this is just, um, how important it is to be thankful for the, the path and the journey. Cause it truly is your story yeah. and mm -hmm. to not be ashamed of telling your story. Um, but to, to frame it in a more accurate way, you got it. You have to have, um, God's help, love's help to mm -hmm. frame it in a way that is redemptive and is, you know, not retributive in any way. And, uh, you know, ha have we made mistakes along the way? Have we, we caused our own consequences and uh, yeah. results mm -hmm. along the way? Well, yeah, of course. But the beauty is that he's even in that with you, no matter what, mm -hmm. I, I will never leave you or forsake you. And so, um, I was listening to Brian Zahn this morning from his message, his Sunday morning message. And he was just talking about how kind of like the language of when the student's ready, the teacher shows up and he had read a bunch of C.S. Lewis back when he was really young, 17 or something. And he's like, now I'm, I'm coming back and I'm reading some things, um, especially around like the Chronicles of Narnia and around the myth and the story, that, which Lewis called child. Those are his children's stories. But they're mm -hmm. so rich with imagery and redemption and reconciliation to be able to see it later on. Um, truly, it is a gift. It's an absolute gift uh, to know that, hey, I weathered through that, um, and yet God was with me the whole the whole way, and I was I was learning things that I could only, maybe only learn in that environment, and that's okay. Um, it's just that when an abuse and being being victimized is tied to it mm -hmm. then then really the only thing you have left is the choice of how you respond uh, you can't yeah. stop that from happening to you you know you you will have unfair treatment there will be victimization things can be thrust upon you and yet um there's a a cry of god's heart to say Hey, we can, we can respond this way. And Jesus is the one that teaches us how to respond in the, mm -hmm. in the right way that yeah. will be healing and bring wholeness in our own lives and, and bring us to a place of like, you know, not being small, being expansive and growing and, um, and including, uh, and then, and then I think there's another beautiful thing that happens is you just, you have this compassion, you have the choice, you have a choice. You can either let it push you and, and draw you deeper into compassion and empathy for other people, or you can get Love super that. bitter and angry and hard. And mm -hmm. I just got really tired of being super bitter, angry, and hard. <laughs> At one point it, it was like, I cannot live this way, you know, and yeah. we're not meant to live Love that it. way. So you begin to dive deeper into compassion. Um, this is, this is the way of Jesus. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, people, people are, on a journey to find it and they're, they're in it right now and, and they're not alone. And I think that's a big yeah. part of what your ministry and your, you guys are trying to provide is more, more community to re, to recognize that people are healed in community. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your, yeah. this event that's going to happen in Florida. Uh, we want to promote it. We want people to take advantage of it. It's yeah. women only. Sorry guys. <laughs> You're not included in this one. We've taco had guys, some questions we'll about that. Else out for you later, but this is for, ta for taco ladies. Go ahead. No, I want you to. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Um, so November 6th through the 9th in St. Augustine, we're going to have, um, an, I, I don't know how else to call it other than all inclusive retreat. I'm not paying for people to get there. You know, you have to get there, but there is a fee to be there for the days of Monday. We check in, um, in the afternoon and then Thursday afternoon we check out. And during that time, Liz and I, we have eight sessions that we're going to discuss, um, different things about um, identity, what it means to be a friend, um, Jesus as our friend, decluttering like house and our soul, <laughs> um, empowering others, um, basically just learning how to hear from God through this process, but all in a community of people where um, there's the freedom and the space to do that because it's not very easy to take time away intentionally even in a day or two to be able to do that. I mean, like throughout the day, I think women have so just such different tasks than men do, especially if you're in families. Right. And um, even their mindsets at times, it's like, Oh, I'll get to that later or I'll get to that later. But I think now is the time, you know, I see just the grace over people of what God's doing and um, really just um, paving a way of wholeness and reminding people that they were made whole and um, yeah. anything that says otherwise is a lie. And so if that's a brand new for people, it's like, it could be very disorienting. And um, we want to create a space for people to be able just to work through those things and take the intentional time to be away with Jesus to work on that um, in a way of that's transformative and not laborious and burdensome. And yeah. we'll have fun, too. <laughs> there will be fun also. Well, yeah, Liz is there, so you're going to have a great <laughs> yes. time. And some great food. It's going to be there's going to be catered food. We're, we have an actual pool, but we're also literally right beside the beach. And so there's room for 24 people. Um, we've only opened it up to 20 people. And um, we want to let you know that your audience, that if listening to this, that if they use the promo code TACO, that they would get 50% off for this retreat. <laughs> wow. So, Yeah. <laughs> So, That's awesome. um, yeah, yeah. Where do they, we, where do, where do they women. go to find this? <laughs> tell, tell them uh, it, the, the website so you can go check it out. Yeah. It's path to wholeness.org. And there's a column or a section that says wholeness retreat. And that's where you'll find it. We're also on Instagram and Facebook and, um, yeah. We have an info at pathtowholeness.org if you have to if you have questions, if you want to email any questions. But Yeah. I am I'm I'm excited about it. If if you're I, I was reading through the um the website, I think the web page that you have for it, it's on your uh, Path to Wholeness mm -hmm. website. Uh, I'll say that too. It's pathtowholeness.org. And uh but to disconnected from family or community I like some of the things that you guys feel God's going to do in this time together mm -hmm. uh, An address. If you're feeling like you're serving a big, angry God, some of the stuff we just talked about and mm -hmm. or overwhelmed. Uh, I, I thought this one, I was like despising the mundane, man. I've, 
I've experienced that uh, or operating mm-hmm. out of lack. These are some of the things you're believing that God has, uh, that God's going to, our Father, Spirit, Holy Spirit, and Jesus are going to speak to while you're together. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit envious, excited about it. Hey, plus it's on the beach, which isn't a bad thing. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and then I, I, uh, I wanted to say this, um, uh, Brooke, I, as we've gotten to know you and Liz, this is really wonderful to meet you. Um, but I, 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 I can't endorse you enough. Um, what you, what you carry and what's, what you're walking under, um, the Liberty that, uh, people experience because of what you've stewarded. So, um, we yes and amen this. We bless it. The taco <laughs> discount's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Hey, that I, I, I want to say, I want to say this too. Uh, Derek, did you want to speak to this? Well, I just was going to let our our audience know that um, you know Brooke has really stepped in to yep. even help us with some administration stuff on the um, yep. rethinking God with Tacos Facebook page. Um, we we need a brook in our lives because Jason and I are way more uh, visionary and uh, futuristic, and we can dream all day long. And Brooke's like, yeah, okay, yeah. here's what we're gonna have to do to get that done. Um, yeah. So thank you for your help in that, Brooke. Seriously, yeah. and Maddie, I mean, yeah. I'll give a shout out to Maddie Clark. Madeline too, yeah, yeah. Yes. help. Yeah, Tacos team here is is growing yeah. and developing, and Brooke, we really appreciate your your efforts and help you. yeah so you can you can contact brooke on the uh rethinking god with mm-hmm. tacos facebook page and ask her any questions yeah. about these kind of things yeah, yeah. But, absolutely. Uh, we want to we want to promote that i just think it'll be a beautiful time and the right people will be there uh mm-hmm. for the right reasons and god will orchestrate it like he's always so good at you were, you were tracking with me, Derek, because that was my next, I was going to say, I, I wanted to and make sure we introduced Brooke. If you haven't met her, she's on our f- Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you aren't aware of the Facebook group, Brooke has told us that we need to be more intentional on telling you. She's, she's got some, mm-hmm. it's been very helpful. I'm teasing, but it's been very helpful. Uh, but, but join the Facebook group and, uh, and we're, we're just seeing some really cool life there. But yeah, so thankful for you Brooke and it's been the uh, same Liz it's been amazing meeting you we need a taco story this is yes. rethinking God with tacos uh, yes uh, and I think you we knew that it was coming <laughs> yes first of all Liz Liz where yeah. are you where do you live where is this place you're in right now because I need yeah. I need context for what kind of tacos I'm going to hear about Oh, well, we, we've traveled worldwide, so these stories could be from absolutely anywhere. Oh, they can be from anywhere. Got it. They could be from yep. anywhere, but we are currently in Lawrence, Kansas. Lawrence, Kansas. Yes. Right on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Barbecue country. Yes, it is. So, but not the good barbecue. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, now we're getting... Uh-oh, those are fighting words. Now the they gloves are. are on, man. Those are fighting words. Actually. But if you're a Texan, you know what I mean. So uh-huh. <laughs> I'm married to a Texan, so I get it. <laughs> hey, I'm from I'm from Texas. I live there, but I'm also now living in North Carolina. So I do not discriminate against any barbecue. I welcome all of it <laughs> from all over the country. We're an all inclusive like place coffee. here, you know. Yeah. I'm barbecue affirming. As it, as it is. <laughs> affirming. And taco affirming. Yep. 100%. Yes, yes. <laughs> Share your story. Go ahead, Liz. Probably my best tacos ever are from Mexico on a missions trip that I went on a long time ago. I was probably, gosh, how old was I? Uh, 18 or 19. 
and I had tacos El Pastor in Mexico, like at every little street place. And I just turned 50 yeah. this summer, and I have literally, for the last seven years, been eating tacos El Pastor all across the country, <laughs> everywhere I go, and I can never find any as good as Mexico. Mm -hmm. In search of the perfect taco. That's, <laughs> that's a... I'm, hey, I'm with you, Liz. That's, that's, my, that's my ultimate favorite, El Pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Not because I am a pastor, but because of the, <laughs> because of the sweetness and a dad, of apparently. the pineapple. And a dad, apparently, too, with the dad jokes. Yeah. I mean, it's just tough to beat a good al pastor taco. So, um, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Brooke? Brooke? So, in, I remember in 2016 when um, – oh, no, it was 2018. I went out to California – on a support trip that I was raising support for ministry I was doing at the time. And we flew into LA, we drove all the way down to Tijuana, okay? And then drove the five all the way back up to um, Seattle. Yeah. Wow. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so with my friend Jordan and we, you were there at the second part of it, yes. But she went with me to Tijuana and we went to get tacos there. They were not good. I was so sad. No. I'm like, you would think that they were going to be the, like, okay, great. This is the right. best tacos, you know? They even had elote on the side of the, um, which is the street Mexican street corn, right? And yeah, yeah. it yeah. was on the side of the road and a vendor, not good at all. I'm like, I can find better stuff than Topeka, Kansas <laughs> and North Topeka, you know, that tastes better than this. But I will say there was a place somewhere along the line between Tijuana and LA. I can't remember exactly where we were at, but we did stop in this little town off to the side and got some street tacos and they were pretty amazing. It was redemptive, yep. it was redemptive for me because <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. really yeah. kind of sad. <laughs> so, but I love tacos. I usually, I usually get steak ones. Um, I like the asada, pollo asada also. But um, yeah. I usually like those in a in a quesadilla with a bunch of sour cream. Hmm. So, all right, all right. Well, you know, I was I I, I didn't think it was going to be the taco we had together. I actually don't think you had tacos uh, when you visited. I got the carne asada ones. But, I tried them. Uh, did you? All right, yeah, all right. They're okay. Yeah, all right. That's, that's, that's good. good. That's good. But uh, I love it. I love it. Um, well, we're grateful to connect here, guys. Uh, this is a, this is encouraging. Uh, um, share a little bit about where you can be find be found. Uh, again, it's pastholeness.org. I know that's the website, but mm -hmm. uh, do you have any socials you want to connect people to? Yes, Instagram. It's the path to wholeness, and in between the path. I mean, in between the words, there's like a lowercase um, or a line underscore. Yeah, I was like, what's that line called? They're yep. underscores, but it's the path to wholeness, and there's underscore there. And then Facebook, it is path to wholeness. Um, also, is the name of it. But there's a the logo is looks like an infinity um, or an integer. It, it, the goal of it was that the wholeness never decreases, but only increases. Yeah. And um, which is why we went with the way that it looks not that anyone would probably see that when they look at it but that was my point in it <laughs> yeah, I love that. it's just the only increasing in wholeness though so. 
or your understanding of that. I love it. Beautiful. I mm-hmm. love the language of there being a path, but also that we've, there's this awakening to having already yes. arrived that, we're, yes. that, that it's both. And, uh, yes. uh, that, that's a great thing. Liz, is there any, uh, any, well, say hi to Brooke. If you're on the pot, if you're on, uh, rethinking God with tacos, are you on there, Liz, or is there any way we can connect or any uh, socials you want to share? <laughs> no. no worries. No worries. It's good. It's good. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah. You know, I got to tell this you, this was really fun. This whole time I've been thinking it would be so good for you to throw a bag of popcorn in that microwave behind you and um, we could just <laughs> have a little, While we're talking. A little popcorn. Yeah. If I carry it through you. But thank you guys so much, seriously. And we we just uh, pray and believe for success in this uh, event that you guys are hosting. Um, yeah. I, I know mm-hmm. your hearts to see people made whole and uh, sounds like yes. a, an excellent event. And this won't be the first one. I'm sure there'll be a lot more opportunities for people to, to connect. But yep. uh, thank you both so much for, for joining us today. Yeah, appreciate thank you. you guys. Yes, it yeah. was just a great time to be here and really grateful for the opportunity to just even hang out, talk about tacos and what it is that we like yeah. to do and hear what it is that you have to say about it. So appreciate that. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Love it. Hey guys, so glad you joined us on Rethinking God with Tacos. You can find me, Jason Clark, online at afamilystory.org where I encourage you to sign up on our mailing list. We send out an email twice a month, letting you know about new podcasts, articles, and new books or products that we have coming out. Plus, occasionally I'll keep you up on my schedule where I'm traveling. My Twitter handle is at Jason Clark is I'm on Instagram under the same handle and you can find me on Facebook as well. Yeah. And my name is Derek Turner, Jason, and I love that you're listening to us. Thank you for all your feedback. Please write in, let us know what's going on in your life. But uh, we are pursuing a mission to help people rethink God. And we thank you for being a part of it. Uh, You can find me at Pastor Derek T on all the socials. And then, of course, I pastor a church here in Charlotte, North Carolina called River Church, rivercharlotte.com. Come and join us. We'd love to have you. Hey, all of these podcasts are available on all the platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google. Yeah. Hey, make sure and like, share, and throw a review out there. Let people know. We love good reviews on the podcast. It helps people find us. That's right. So if this isn't a podcast that you enjoy, (laughs) then please promote it, share it, give it a good five-star rating. I like that. That's a good idea. Hey, love doing this journey with you praying grace and wonder over you today. 